Have you ever wondered whether the problems in the world today would exist if we had deeper connection to ourselves, others, and the environment, and acted from that place? Welcome to the Conscious Action Podcast with your hosts, Brian Burneman and Kayla Grimville, who believe that connection is the key to taking conscious action as individuals and creating a better world. We are here to raise awareness and inspire meaningful action by sharing stories, knowledge, and conversations with thought leaders and changemakers. From sustainability to well-being and everything related to conscious living, our mission is to empower you to be the change that you want to see in the world. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Conscious Action Podcast. I am Brian Berneman, your host, and I have the pleasure to be joined all the way from Costa Rica by Brownie McKenzie. Thank you, B, for being there and for being able to be in this conversation with me. I'm so looking forward to it. I know that there's going to be so many juicy things for people to take from this episode but before we get into that who who are you like who who is Bryony? I love that thank you firstly thank you so much for having me here um it's an honor to be in this community in this conversation um and I know that you create so much impact in Mahi so I'm excited to see where we go Ah, uh, the, the question, who is writing <laughs> in the world? I think, uh, yeah, well, a little bit about my background and what has me even been where I am right now. So currently I am the founder of a company called Untapped. And right now, specifically, that company is in a huge evolution, which I think all of us are globally. And that's been my privilege to hold that space, that community and what we've created over the last five years. And it's a coaching company. We run workshops, online trainings, programs in the business of transformation, of supporting people often to go from a place of feeling really stuck and confused about where they want to go to really discovering their unique genius. And we have lots of other things around business and finances and all these beautiful elements. And for me personally, the reason I love transformation, I love self-awareness I love the journey of discovering who we are and then impacting the world with that uh, is because you know from that was my my process I found myself years ago in a corporate law firm having ticked all the boxes done all the things I was told would make me happy and society's narratives of success only to find that there was nothing there for me I felt really empty lonely lost and That's where my own journey began in personal development and that spiritual inquiry and really understanding the depths of who I was and how I wanted to be in the world. And so that that was me years ago. And that's five years ago now that I started Untapped. And yeah, now I have we have an awesome team. We have support coaches all delivering this work in the world. But I think, you know, back to your question, who am I? <laughs> a constant evolving soul, right? A constant evolution of who I am. That's a little bit of my story, but I'm always, I'm actually always in the discovery of who am I and what is our company and what are we here for? And that's something I, I love in life is, is that constant inquiry of, I think we change day to day. We uncover new things, so. Yeah, right now I'm in Costa Rica. I'm covering more. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And, and you know, like I, I want to unpack a few different things from there because I think that it's so important to understand. A, as you're saying, like we are in constant evolution, whether we understand it or not, whether we are holding that back and we are trying to freeze who we are or not, that is happening. 
And one of the things that, that I want to start with before we get into these topics is how did you realize, like, what were the signs that when you were in, as you're saying, in that path that society was saying, like, this is success and this is a successful life, you're a lawyer and, and you have all of that. How did you start noticing, like, oh, there's something that is not aligned or doesn't feel right? Mm. I mean, the... I mean, there's so many simple things, isn't there, initially? And I remember this one thing that was like, if you, you know, if you have two days at work and you're unhappy, like, you know, that's okay. Every now and again, like, so be it. If you have 14 days in a row where you really don't feel much joy and fulfillment, then perhaps that's not quite what you need to be doing. And it's funny because we're so deeply programmed. You know, my my dad's a lawyer, my stepmom's a lawyer, and... I, you spend years studying, you spend tens of thousands of dollars towards this trajectory. So I think there's so much programming, conditioning that goes into thinking that that's your path. Mm. And then when you're in it, there's so also, I think for me, there was so much convincing of, oh, maybe it's just the nature of the industry. Maybe it's just how it is. Maybe working in corporate is just this stressful. And all these things that I think we just don't question. And so for so long, I didn't question. I remember seeing this little snippet. I don't know. I think maybe it was a coach at the time that I was working with who said this. And I was like, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think every day I feel stressed. I feel overwhelmed. I feel unfulfilled. And, that, and actually, that's not normal. To some extent, it's normal to feel all those emotions in life, but consistently constantly but that's not a life that you have to you know subscribe to and I always would be so 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 tired when I got home from work and not tired like fulfilled and tired you know like oh man that was so so fulfilling I'm exhausted that was like no I was tired and I was angry and I was I used to just burst into tears because I was so out of alignment with what I was true with my gifts and what I, what I care about in the world and then I remember getting language for this distinction and hearing other people's stories, which is why I always think it's so important to tell our stories. And sometimes when you're further along your journey, you kind of truly actually forget like the depth of where you were. So I remember hearing a, someone sharing their story and they talked about this, this soul voice. Like there was this part of them, they were doing a PhD at the time and they left their PhD and they said their, their soul voice was whispering. And I was like, is that what that is? Like this little, just like, hey, Brandy, you know, when I was walking home late at night or something, like, I think there's something else. Like just this, this tiny, it was so quiet because the noise of the mind can be so loud or the ego mind. But it was, and I remember hearing that distinction and, and suddenly realizing like, wow, okay, this is the thing. Like there is, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. I, you know, there's nothing even wrong with the industry I'm in. It's like, this is the thing. I'm actually out of alignment. And that was those, those couple of things were just the kind of light bulb moments of how I so normalized this and actually it didn't need to be this way. And there was, my, you know, and there was subtle communications my body was giving me as well. I got huge stomach digestion issues because my body was like, we are not in the flow right now, <laughs> you know. So, and um, I didn't get that insight till later, but, yeah, that was kind of how I realized, wow, doesn't have to be this way. Mm, yes. And, mm. you know, I, I talk about this with a lot of my clients that is, you know, like the signs that the body gives you. And, and we haven't been taught or we haven't learned in this society 
how to actually listen to our bodies or as you're saying to that soul voice and and there's so many things that have been normalized and we have normalized because we have taken in all of these systems as well like it's not just that the systems are outside of us they are inside of us and we as you're saying like we have normalized certain things like as you're saying going home depleted after work like that's not that's not natural that's normal but that's not natural and for me that's a huge distinction on what are we you know putting up with and what are the things that we're not following from ourselves that are telling us like go to your right and we're like no no society's telling me go to the left and it's like uh who do i listen and it takes a little bit of courage and it takes, and it takes uh, sometimes support. And, and you mentioned one of your coaches. What for those that are listening that perhaps are in a place that they know that they are out of alignment with where they are, mm-hmm. what were the things that you did? You just mentioned that like, you got a coach. What were the, those blockages that you had to get through as well to go and seek for that support? Yeah. Yeah, and it's... It was one of the first things was actually admitting that I wasn't happy <laughs> because I spent my whole life with a facade and a mask mm, that everything was fine, everything was good, right? That was my game. That was my the way I developed my identity just to keep people at bay, you know, just and it was a behavior I learned to kind of keep it all together. So my whole game, my whole life had been that everything was fine. And I think that's what's so interesting when we ask people, like, how are you? You know, instead of dropping in and sitting with, like, how am I really? We just go, like, automatic, good, good, yeah, good. Everything's, like, that's, it's, it's everywhere, right? We're not, we're not giving ourselves the space and the permission to just really sit with, maybe I'm not. It's so courageous to do that because the moment you do that, you have to look at your life and that's like, that's the next thing, right? So I think the, the admission of I am not happy, I am not where I thought I would be and even scarier, I don't know where I'm meant to be. And that bit, you know, because sometimes you can hear that niggle, you can hear that little voice, but you have no idea what, what you're meant to be yet, right? You just, there's just this like knowing something needs to change or I'm stuck and that, that kind of core, but I have no idea what's out there. That's terrifying. So most people just go back to the programming, go back to the default, go back to the right, as you said, because, well, at least I know that. <laughs> I know that job. I know that relationship. I know, like, that's certain. And so I think for me, give, taking off that mask for just a moment, and I actually remember I was walking home one night from work and closest to us usually deal with the impact of us being out of sadly it's them who gets the tired exhausted angry whatever emotions are coming up and uh my mum rang me and she really wanted me to she'd been on her own healing journey and she really wanted me to go to do some work go to a seminar and I was like I'm fine I'm fine I'm good you know and then I hung up and I knew deeply that I was lying to myself like I knew that and so actually that first piece was just admitting that and not being ashamed about it either because I think a lot of us are alone in that part that part is like it's a very introspective personal part to get to so we don't walk around talking about a lot you know most of us are pretending and then you kind of got get, get to the real talk and then let go of the shame 
or any embarrassment that comes with that and realize that, okay. And that next piece for me was getting support because, again, I was, I come from, um, my parents got divorced when I was little. I developed, I went to boarding school. I developed extreme independence. Like that was my gang, like I said. <laughs> it's like, I don't need anyone. I'm on my own. Like, let's go. And so actually allowing myself to be supported and to put my hand up and say to coaches, mentors, and people around me, like, I need, I need help. And I don't even know what help yet. Like, I have no idea. And that's kind of, that's where I got like that first access to coaching and mentorship and uh, not, not through books or podcasts, through truly being held and supported by other people, um, which was a really different experience for me. So that first actual admission of like, okay, I'm not where I want to be. And then, you know, yes, that fear of having to make change, but then not not needing to do it alone was like a get really big shift in my life. I think in my I'd done a lot of life alone to that point. And that's why I love I love coaching. I love mentorship. I'm like, why are we trying to figure it out alone? Like <laughs> you know, whilst there's still like our own work we will need to do, it's like we can do that together and with people. And so starting on that journey of coaching specifically was getting these tools and getting these being asked questions I had never asked myself and I had the answers way under there you know under a lot of layers but really these questions like what does success actually mean to you right if you strip away everything you got taught what does that mean to you it's your value system what do you care about and these seem really basic now, but they were big at the time because I hadn't let myself ask those questions. If we took away everything that your life is right now, how would you design your day? Right? If it's the end of your life and this your time's up, what do you want people to say about who you are in the world? That you went to your corporate office in a you know, high building and went there every day or that you, you know, whatever, truly supported humanity? And so those kind of questions chipped away at a lot of my programming meaning like all the default thoughts and how it created my life and like let me start to get connected to my truth yeah and that's where that journey started mm, beautiful and you know like i think that it's so important a, to understand uh, as you're saying how we are programmed like that's one yeah. of the things that yeah. a lot of people like <laughs> like i've been doing this for many years and i know many people don't even know that that's what's going on and it's kind of like you know like being in the matrix and it's like well like oh i'm in the matrix okay it's step one <laughs> and it's yeah, like okay yeah. and now it's like what are the avenues and what are the different ways to actually get there and, and to be able to to use questioning i remember i went to live at the tibetan buddhist retreat center in 2012 um, and when i was there i my teacher was using so many questions the same like i mean this of course comes from a buddhist tradition so you have like the lama and and you as the as a student but in a sense it's the same as having a coach uh, it's just different tradition different ways of doing things and he would question everything or he would ask me to question everything and one of the things that you just mentioned and, and it really resonated was for a while, he made me practice as if I was dying that night. Like, I'm not waking up. And it was so intense um, because I was living so intensely 
that the, the teaching of dying wasn't about being, you know, like fearful of that. It was about understanding how precious every single moment is and why doing something that I don't want to be doing, connecting to that inner voice or that intuition or that soul voice, however we want to call it. And, and I noticed like, oh, like I'm living really differently. I'm doing things really differently. And I think that, that is, it's so important to be able to, to have those questions. And as you're saying, a lot of times we need someone else. We need that support. And why do we want to do everything by ourselves when someone else has the answer, when someone else has not the answer, but has the question or has the key for us to open the door as well. And, and that's one of the things, you know, like when I work with people, and I'm sure that this is the same for you, I don't, I don't tell them, anything it's all it's all about them and them coming up with their own like answers in a sense yeah yeah and exactly like they already yeah we if you're listening to this and like you, you we all already have our own truths and our own answers it's just been very very crowded and very very noisy and like you said like the matrix everything that's marketed to us everything we inherited from our parents or our family systems or any of that like you're, you're born and that's that's there. Like that, there's, and I think the other thing is that's interesting with this, the Matrix conversation, all of that is there's a lot of like making stuff wrong, you know, like, oh, I got this from my parents or I got, and it's like, that's not their responsibility. Like it, this, the system, yes, the many parts of the system don't work, but like it's all there and it's for us individually to come back and take radical responsibility and be like, okay, if I stop blaming the system, if I stop blaming my job, because I also did that. Like I did that for so long. It's exhausting to think about, you know, blaming my boss, blaming this, blaming that. And it was just like, every time I did that, so disempowered. And it's like, look, you were born into that particular family with that kind of programming. Yes, we live in a society that many parts of it don't work and don't operate the way we would all love. Yes, working for the man, like all of that programming. It's like, and what do you want to do about it? You know, what do you want to do with that? Um, so, yeah, and that, that question asking, I think that's a massive misconception of coaching is people definitely still perceive it as someone telling you what to do. And it's like it's literally just that mirror that like constantly just, just extracting all of your wisdom out of you in a safe space that you can truly look at it. Because if you go home and put, you know, those kind of questions in your journal, you almost answer them and then you go, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, now I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> like, that's very different from what I'm living. So actually having a safe space or community or working with something that, it's like we can bring that up and we can just go, okay, yeah. And, and like you said, like I'm sure working with your mentor, like that discomfort of truly, truly having to think about that being the end of your life, like that's such an uncomfortable thought. Most humans are... It's psychological hygiene not to think about that. Like, just don't think about that. <laughs> so for you to be held in a way where your mentor is like, and we're going to think about that again and again. And you're just like, okay, all right, now we're getting somewhere. So it's like, I think it's also about the the safety of, of how you're supported through that deep introspection. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there's there's something in terms of that. that of, and of course, we're not all open to talking about energy. But there's yes. that energetic component. I mean, we're, we're energy beings. Uh, yes. Whether we, we want to look at it from a spiritual or a scientific standpoint, we are energy. And, and that energy 
it needs to be actually taken into account. And as you just mentioned, like, and I love this, I, I used family constellations work to be able to actually integrate and what you were saying, taking radical self-responsibility, which is huge for us. Um, and to be able to not blame anything and to understand, well, this is what was brought. How can I now, you know, like take the responsibility and do something different and change my own trajectory with understanding all that came before cool that came before that's all good so how can how can we change that i'm i'm interested because you know like what what you're working with with untapped and and everything that you've been doing now for these five years and i know that you work with hundreds or thousands of people um especially lots of young people that I know with the social experiment that you have done all of that work. What are some of the main things that all of the time you're wanting to, to explore and to, to let them know? Mm, mm. So many, like you genuinely, every soul and I truly like believe that is like, there is some unique gifts you have. And there is there is something because I feel that emotion of sitting in that little frame like, is this it? Is okay, oh, is this what life was meant to be? Right? Because you kind of go through those young years and you think you're like, <laughs> you think you're something, you're special, you're little, you go to high school and all of those chapters. And then I think getting into the working world, like when I was in my 20s or people in the 20s and 30s, I've worked primarily a lot in that age bracket is because that's often when it kind of like hits you of like, you kind of did all the things and then you get to that point. And I think a lot of people, that question is like, is this it? Is this what life is meant to be? Because you look up the whole time and then suddenly you're there, whatever there is, but you are. And, and I and I sat with that, and I I really sat with that question. And I was kind of okay. I mean, I was disappointed, but I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. Is this really it? <laughs> um, and I think to that, it's just going like that question alone, like the fact that you're asking that is the answer. It's like, no way, because no, like that's not it. You know, if, if you have to sit and constantly be like, is this it? Is this it? It's like the answer is in the, the discovery of, of what could be next. And I didn't used to think, like I I felt, I felt like deep down, I was like meant to do something a little bit unique or meaningful with my life. Um, I hoped I would leave this planet. One of the questions of when I'm gone is like, I hope that I left it in a better place than I came in and, and had an impact in some sense, whatever the, you know, your essence of impact is. And so I used to sit as a lawyer and be like, I, I think I was, I think I was, I think I am, you know, not in an egotistical way. Cause some people, when they tell me that they go, I don't know. I just kind of thought I was going to do something a little bit special. And I'm like, you are right and you you do have gifts and to to know that and just to know that if you're not in that space and you don't feel like you're using your medicine your uniqueness your essence your truth your values like then it's not the job and it's not that you're flawed and it's not that you you know this was just your lot in life it's just like a simple like redirection of those so yeah, like truly knowing, like you do have really unique gifts that the world needs in some sense. And if you don't feel like you're using them, 
we've got questions to ask. We've got, you know, we've got work to do because you, what a, what a beautiful, yeah, what a beautiful reminder. And the, and the second part is a lot of people have, have ideas, <laughs> right? So there's other massive piece I've seen. I've seen the level of like where the self-worth or the kind of just not enough story gets to be like the point where people don't think that maybe they have anything to offer. So that first piece is like, yes, you do and let's figure out. And then the next part is I see the most in all of the souls that I've worked with. Sometimes people come in and they say, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm here for. I don't know. And then like three weeks later, question asking and chipping away at some of the layers of, you know, am I good enough stories and all of that stuff we get consumed by, these ideas bubble through. And it's like, okay, well, actually I did have this idea. I'm like, of course you did, (laughs) right? Because... I think a lot of us do have ideas or or just like little niggles or little, they're not businesses and things yet and they don't need to be either. It's like on on those ideas, it's like they never go away. And if you don't want to take action on that idea, that's okay. But just know like it'll go to someone else because that's kind of how that that energy works. If, you know, it came to you, it was downloaded to you. And if you don't want to execute on it, like, that's cool, but it will go to someone else. And so it, that idea that you're sitting with did come to you for a reason, right? Whether you think or not, or you think everyone has those kind of ideas, they don't. It's unique. And it's how can we get you out of your own way to be the vehicle, the channel, the vessel, whatever language, to put that in the world? Because it wants to be in the world. And it's like, are you willing to get out of your own way to, to, to put that in the world? Um, because that's the other piece I see a huge amount. And I've had clients, you know, come in and they've been sitting this like, like Georgia Moore is a beautiful client of uh, mine. I just did an interview with her yesterday, like six years. She had this idea of, of helping young girls develop confidence and worth when they're like really, you know, in their like 19, 11, 12 kind of age bracket. And six years she thought of that idea. And, you know, within six weeks of working together, that came through and it was just chipping away at all the fear of failure. Am I enough? Am I qualified? And just like really starting to put that idea in the world. And now she has a company and she has a team and that's what she does. She runs goddess workshops in the world running she's just about to expand all these workshops and she's like I can't believe this is my life and it's like so that's that's the other piece is like if you have an idea like it came to you for a reason and just being brave to just give it a go to start something I think that's that's huge even when untapped as an idea came to me I had posted notes all over the wall just like all these thoughts and essences energies and None of it made actual sense. And I had no idea how to run a business, but that it was there and it was coming through, right? And it was just willing, being willing to get out of my own way and just try something small to put that in the world. Yes, I, I think, um, yeah, just being brave to trust those is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, and I know that most likely, and I'm working with everyone that I work with that for you, like seeing that actually happening for someone else. It's so, so beautiful because it, like, I know like working with people, it's like you see that, that potential and then you see that potential actually materialized. And it's like, mm-hmm. I like, you know, like I knew that that was there and it was about them figuring that out like and how to get there and i love something that you said just now as well that i think it's so important 
ideas doesn't need to be a business or that little voice doesn't need to be a business. Uh, I actually, I, I remember with one of my clients that it was that I'm like, well, like, who said that, you know, like, who said that you need to leave your work and do that as a business? Where did you get that from? So we also worked on that because it was that, that you know, like, that, that idea, it can be a gift that we're bringing into the world. And we are so conditioned by this needs to be, you know, that way because we live in a world where there's business and there's money and all of that. And it's like, well, like I left everything behind when, when I left in 2012 and I went to live in the Buddhist center, like there was no money there. There was like money didn't exist. I, I was like, I felt this and I'm like, I need to follow that. And I just, you know, like I, I was living at that time in, in Berlin in Germany, I'm like, I'm just going to leave this and I'm going to go in the middle of the mountain and live in like in a Buddhist retreat center. What? I have no idea. For how long? I have no idea. I just trusted something inside of me and I went there. And I'm like, you know, like I'm, I was by that time, I was, I, I had done like work on myself and I knew, okay, I need to listen to this and I knew how to follow it. But still, it was like, I'm leaving everything behind and I'm going, like, I lived in big cities up until that moment. I'm like, I'm going there and it's like, uh, and I ended up there and it was awesome. But I think yeah. that as well, it's that pressure as well that, that we can give into, into all of that. And, and I think that, you know, like, and one of the things that I, that I want to ask you, because I love this topic as well, when, when we have that potential, <laughs> right? Mm. And we don't know what's on the other side. Mm. this is a very interesting space because this is you know like the, the space in, in all of the spaces in between the, in the mm -hmm. buddhist language we call that the bardo it's all of the spaces in between that unknown it can be amazing and it can also be very challenging how do you see that space how do you work with that space mm -hmm. I think it is, and it's it's like the place. I love that you have different distinctions of what it's called in different um, space in in different communities because it is where infinite possibilities can happen, and that's what's so magical about it because it's so wide open. There's there's so much unknown, and that creates like a metaphysical, like actual energetic space. There's just nothing you're attached to. Uh, you know, if you're letting go of those attachments, you're creating this whole kind of clearing. And it's like so, so, so uncomfortable as well because we hate that. We, as humans, we, you know, our ego loves to cling to things or attach to stuff or identities. We go, I'm a lawyer or I'm a this or I'm, like, we love that stuff. It feels so uncomfortable just being this fully expanded, I don't know, right? And I know, I noticed an interesting thing when. I was personally playing in that and I I still play in it because I actually love it because I, I know in my body somewhere that is like that is where the magic happens. But I've learned how to trust that over time, right? So even now, I just made a decision to let go of one of our most foundational programs that we've run for two and a half years and everyone's like, hang on to the walls, like what is happening? Like, is she okay? What's coming next, you know? And, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and it makes me feel so uncomfortable because I want to fill the space. You know, people get engaged. It's like when you're getting married, people get pregnant. So 
when's the baby due? It's like we're constantly trying to fill that space. And when we do that with our life, it's like we have no room to create. And I think learning to navigate those in-between points is is the exciting part. They're so uncomfortable. And again, but again, looking back to that's why having mentors and having a community when you're in that is so amazing because on your own, it's pretty tough. And that little voice tells you, like, you should just go back to the job. You need to get that full-time paycheck, you know. What are you doing? It doesn't make any logical sense usually. And if you then go start to reference to parents with the programming or a partner that's not in this kind of space or in that work and you start going to them for guidance, it's like, They've got their own agenda <laughs> to keep you safe. And so I think having a community, people who it's they don't, they don't have a particular agenda for you. It's just like, hey, this is what we're here to navigate. And one thing I love, I love what you said about taking the pressure off because the moment you put, it's got to make money, it's got to do this, it's got to be my one purpose forever. Like, we're done. We've, we've missed the whole point. Because there's no playfulness there, there's no creativity there, and nothing can get created from that kind of context of like stress, financial pressure. Like you can just feel it in your body. It's like, ugh, ugh. everything starts contracting. And whatever you build from that anyway, it's going to invite in more of that. Because if it, you know, if you try to build a business to make money, it's like you're, you're, it's forever going to have that energy in it imbued in it so I think the the playfulness and some, a distinction we use in our programs is like turning over stones so when people are truly in you know we talk about it being the abyss like just this feels like you're on the edge of a cliff you want to hang on to everything and you're just looking over and you're like oh my gosh and when you're in there it's like firstly how can you look after yourself having a community that truly are there to look after you not push you on a certain path learning how to regulate your own nervous system. I know you do a lot of meditation, like learning how to ground when everything in your body is probably going to be in flight mode or or freeze mode or, you know, the the body's going to tell you it's really unsafe. So how can we ground in that time and then invite and play to start to like, we call it turning over stones, right? So it's like if you have no idea what's next, can we hold that space? And can we just start turning over stones? Can we just sit in possibilities? And in our programs, that looks like sometimes people are like, I don't know, I'm just I'm just going to run a webinar on this thing. I don't even know why. I just, and and then they go, and then, you know, their brain goes off to like a business. And I'm like, I don't care about the business. Let's just do that. Let's just see. Because you have to like turn over those stones. And it's like untapped now what it is. People look at it and think all these, whatever they think. But I'm like, you know that that was a workshop in a cafe with three of my best friends. That's what it was. Like, I was just like, I think I need to, like, share this. And that's, I had 15 pages of notes because I was so nervous. That's what it was. And the moment we put that pressure or need to know the plan or need to know the 25 steps ahead of what it's going to be, we have literally lost the opportunity to create and to discover. And that's like... And and over time, like learning how to navigate this these times is like I think they're they're such critical times because you can go back to what you know or you can create and discover. And most people like programming just forces you back to what you know. So there's there's a lot of distinctions in there, but I love the like who have you got around you? 
how are you looking after yourself? Because, like, it is going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and how can we play? How can we discover? What kind of questions can we ask to, like, let what wants to come through? Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and as you're saying, like, it's, it doesn't always come with comfort. It doesn't always come with certainty. It doesn't always come. And, and I love the possibility, you know, like, I, and I do this for myself. That's why I, I, I know this, like, that playfulness. And I actually, like, I had someone ask me, like, a while ago, what was my business five-year five plan? And I have, I don't know, the two weeks plan. So I'm just going to, you know, like, and, and I'm like, cool for those that need that, like, five years plan to be able to, to have a direction or something awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with someone that feels like they found their purpose. But getting fixed on that is, is the biggest thing. And, and it's what you were saying. It's, that's the, like, going back to what we know. <laughs> Instead of being, being fully open and trusting that we are co-creating with the universe. And this, of course, comes back to more of an esoteric, spiritual, energetic like perspective that it's like, well, I'm playing in this field and, and I don't know where I'm going because I don't know what the field, I don't understand it enough to be able to say like, oh, I'm just going to do this and this is the way. And it's like, well, no, like, and I know, like, I lived in so many different countries. I, like, you know, like, I, and I kept on changing things. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, and I'm like, how, how come am I doing this? I'm like, I don't know, but I trust. And mm -hmm. I trust, and I trust the signs that my body are telling me. And I have mm -hmm. done enough work myself to understand what's, the deepest part of me telling me that and what's my conditioning and what's my programming. And I think mm. that it's so important to be able to, to understand how to navigate these times of not knowing of, of in between or those times of poor potentiality, because as you say, like it can be a lot. Mm. Oh, so, oh my gosh, everything just, that you just so articulated so beautifully. It's like, that mastery of like, oh, is this myself? Is this my intuition? Is this resistance? Is this ego? Like that just takes time and it takes practice. And sometimes you make a decision, you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I think maybe I did make that one from ego. Or, you know, like, and, that, and it's like that willingness to just be in that discovery with yourself. And trust is, trust is a, a huge, like that word is exactly what it takes, self-trust. Right, so and, and trust of life, trust of the universe, trust that no matter where you go, you'll be supported. Or if it's a rejection, it's simply a redirection, and that what is actually truly meant for you will not miss you. Like to develop, and I know for myself, I had to like develop that belief system over time. Like that wasn't, I had, I had come from a lot of certainty and a lot of control most of my life, and relinquishing really that to truly discover. And the cool thing when you really start to build the trust and the openness and all of that is, like, it's so easy to do plans. Like, honestly, like, for example, like, this year, Untapped, we do our financial projections, right? We, we map out, like, you know, what we'll be offering and when and all of that fun stuff because that's what helps the team. I, I'm similar. I, I navigate similar to you very intuitively, and it can look quite reactive sometimes when you're fully in that flow because it's, like, something's like, I'm closing that we're moving to Costa Rica. People are like, wait, what? And when you're like really in that flow, it's quite a lot for people to 
you know, get a grasp on. So over time, in terms of the leadership skill, I had to learn how to still manage intellect and make sure there was still some consistency to some extent, whilst never ever straying from my, my truth. But recently, you know, we do our financial projections to make sure we can pay all the team and all of that fun stuff in the business, our expenses, be responsible for that. And then, you know, two weeks ago, I flipped the whole thing on its head. Right. And, and, and it's like, wait, what? We just had this plan. And it's like, it's, it's easy to replan. It's not so easy to navigate uncertainty and to listen to the soul and to let that come through. That's always the like most, like, that's the deepest work. But to then create a new plan and manage the logistics, like, that bit's easy. So for those of you who maybe crave that certainty, it's like, you can still create your own sense of certainty, like, internally or within your own life. Like, just ask what you need. When we move around the world and I just attune to where we're meant to go, I still create certainty. As soon as I get to a new place, I'm like, cool, I always need a co-working space because the internet's terrible. Like, I need that to feel safe. Um, you know, I need somewhere to exercise or somewhere to do my morning ceremony. Like, I just make sure I've got my things, but I don't let, like, that need for exact knowingness, like, hold me back. And I think that's the, the piece for anyone who's, like, really, like, wow, I'm that's like pretty far from where I'm operating. Like the question is, if you could trust that, how can you still build in some of that certainty for yourself? What do you still need to feel safe? Because you can still make plans and you can still give yourself what you need, but ensuring you're still following that truth. Yeah, it's like, it's that combination. I think that's helped me over time because, you know, I do still love, still love good plans, still love a good bit of certainty, like, you know, (laughs) but I know how to do that. Like that's default kind of program. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I usually say, I have structure within everything that I'm flowing. Like yes. my, my structure is, is my days, like my food actually, and my drinking of water is my structure. And yes. everything inside of that, that there's flow, but I do have a structure because I know that I thrive in a structure. It's not the same. Like I know I wake up and I do my practice. That doesn't change. Wherever I am, like I'm traveling, I'm doing that. I'm like I'm at home, I'm doing that. Weekend, I'm doing that. Like it doesn't matter where where I am or, or when. I'm I have that because that helps me to thrive. And I think that that's so important. And I, I want to touch lastly on one of the things that you just mentioned. And I think that it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. You just touched on the financial aspect, working with the team, making that plan. What, you know, like, A, our resistance a lot of times with that financial, like, aspect of things is like, oh, like planning, paying people taxes of this, and as well as the playfulness of that space. And I, I, I want to know, like, from your perspective, because the world is, is changing, <laughs> and this is actually, you know, like, there's a lot of, of systems that are collapsing, there's a lot of different things that are happening, and and I know for myself and I know for a lot of people, money has been a big, big topic on how to work with it. What, what are you working on in this space? Mm. So I love that. And it's like, it is going to, I think it is changing on a global level. We're going to see some, I hope we're going to see some values. I hope we're going to see new systems. Um, and at the end of the day, like the actual resource, whether it's digital currency, whatever it is, like, it's still, it's still going to be around in some sense. It's how we've learned to trade value or whatever. And I think 
it, it is a resource. So the reason we include it in all of our work and it is something I'm really, really passionate about and have been on a huge journey with because it is often the very next thing. It's like, okay, I found this thing or I want to do this. And then it's the financial conversation of the resources to do it, you know, whether it's a business or whatever it is. And for me personally, in order to actually create Untapped, one of the things I had to heal and go really deep on was my relationship to money. It was, I had had it very separate from me. I judged it. I judged making it. I like, I, it was very separate from me. And therefore, the more you judge something, you've never had an access to it, right? Because you've pushed yourself away from it. And so in order for me to create Untapped, that's where my whole money journey began. And really looking at my deep programming around you know, I, my mum and I went to Cambodia when we were 15 and we supported in that community. And so I learned like certain beliefs about making money and being of service. And they sat separately for me. It was like, I couldn't be of service and make money because that didn't work in the paradigm that I was introduced to that work. In. And so it was actually like a bringing them back together. Like, okay, we can actually be in service and create money and recirculate that wealth for the world that we want to see. Like they go hand in hand. Um, I did a lot of money mindset, which I think is awesome. And my work has probably is starting. And I think if you're like really new to the money conversation, like that's where you get to go. It's like, cool. I'm void of this area completely in my life. I need to look at it. I need to be responsible for it. I need to know what's coming in. Now my values around it, my beliefs, critical, like a must. Uh, and, and then that deeper energetic work has been my most recent journey with money. And that's probably the last year is like, the actual subtleties of the energy of, of money. It's like, it is an energy and it's constantly flowing. Like it wants to be circulated in the world and really looking at our energetic relationship. But if we're in scarcity, like, and even if we're like, you know, siphoning off our savings and things and we're not circulating it, and that's not to say just like spending your money, but uh, we're contracted and we're not actually in the, the frequency with money to work with it. And a very masculine paradigm is accumulation, accumulation. And I'm all for that as well. I have assets and all these things. But actually, it's like there's a lot of money everywhere and are we energetically available to it and expanding ourselves, like, personally on a body level to for how much wealth we can hold. Because for me, what it started to come down to, once I worked through all my beliefs and things, I then hit financial thermostats like okay that's like I can't like you know now and then I you know fall into self-sabotage get rid of it self-sabotage launches all of that because I had hit a place in my body where it was like okay that's we don't feel safe with any more than that and beyond money mindset that's been my most recent evolution and the part that I've been working on most healing with it is like is it safe for me to hold that much money is it safe for me to be a really good steward of money and to put it into causes, people, and places I believe in? Right? Is it safe for me to do that? Like that's a big responsibility as well. And really healing and learning how to like regulate your body of how much wealth you can hold. And it's it's pretty um, subtle, but it's really also really simple. Like when you start, you just say say a number that you're calling in if you're into manifestation or. And, and just see how your body responds. And if it contracts, it's like that's your energetic work of like, okay, 
learning how to regulate, learning how to expand into that wealth because it's always available from a frequency. Money's just circulating everywhere. But if we are not attuned to it and we're not available to it, then we're only going to get as much as we can, you know. It's, it's super subtle, I don't know if I explain that too well, but it's like increasing that capacity to receive wealth as well as look after and do all the logisticals thing with it, yeah. And I think even in the financial world, there's a lot of intellectual conversations still about money, you know, where to invest, yields, ETF, index funds, crypto. It's, it's, it's all great, but there's a like way deeper energetic conversation with money. And when you tap into that, like, your whole relationship with money can actually change and it becomes like a really intellectual thing to like, wow, this is a resource. Wow, this is something like far out. If I truly heal this and really can create this wealth, like I can literally shift the world with this resource and that's pretty exciting, you know, because if you're listening to this, you're clearly someone who cares about humanity. You would not be in Brian's space if you did it, and I know that. And if we get the resources into your hands, the money's just a resource. It doesn't make you anything. It just amplifies who you are. We get that resource into your hands, into your space. You start circulating it. Like, that's like literally one way we can transform the planet for the world that we want to see, that we talk about. But a lot of us right now don't have the resources to, you know, we have got different resources, time, money, energy. So that's one resource that we can truly shift humanity with. So I think it's a, my recent work has been very energetic and very subtle, but I started with a lot of mindset and just like radical responsibility because I just avoided it. <laughs> I just judged it and avoided it. So it, I think it depends where you are in that kind of journey. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. And, you know, like, I would love to explore more of, of this. Like, I know that, you know, like, we don't have much more time to, to this conversation. We might have another conversation if that comes. But you just mentioned something at the very end that I think is so important for everyone listening, and that is you actually need to act. Like, there's a conscious action. <laughs> you actually need to do things and not just think about it, not just having that idea. And as you were saying before, being able to go and find that support, that community or tribe or however you want to call it to be able to, to hold you in that space as well. That is so important because I do feel similarly with everything that we've been talking about, the space for transformation, the space for potentiality, the space for actually being, if we want to call it a magnet for all of that energy, whether that is with money or not, like to be able to open ourselves to that and to be able to trust that's so important so for everyone that is listening that is resonating with what you've been sharing where can they find more about you where can they actually go and work with you mm. we've got a few resources so on the untapped website so www.untapped.nz There's some resources, some videos, some blog posts, and you can see the courses and programs available there. And then on Instagram, which has not been my my calling or my platform, but we're there and we're showing up. I love stories. I quite like if you want to come behind the scenes in the days of what we're doing and things, that's Instagram. So that's untapped uh, with Bryony. 
And then the podcast is the most recent conversation that we've been in creation of, and there's a couple of seasons there, so that's just untapped on Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is you get your magical downloads. Um, and, yeah, that's that, that for me has been one of the most exciting platforms to make you know, as of this conversation. Just go a little bit deeper on some of these conversations and bring together these esoteric, you know, really deep concepts into practical applications. So exactly what we do here with Conscious Action. So there is a – and there's free mini courses and things there as well, so yeah. plenty of magic. Definitely. And I do recommend go and check out those courses. Go and check out uh, the podcast. I've actually listened to, I think, at half of the episodes. And I really recommend, like, go and check them out. You can learn more. There's, I think, on the second season, one that you go deeper into your own story. So if you want to learn a little bit more on that, go, go and check it out. And I do recommend, if you're listening and you're finding yourself resonating with any of this, do the work, whether that is with us, with her, with anybody else, actually go and do that because there's nothing preventing you from doing your own work rather than you. So go and seek for that support. So, ah, yes, thank you. The world thank needs you. you and you're worthy of it. You know, like there's, it's a duo, like personal growth, that stuff for the collective good, like both win and. Yeah, thank you so much for your work and your contribution, Brian, and having me here today. Thank you. Thank you for your time and looking forward to more conversations. Keep on enjoying beautiful uh, America, like over there in Costa Rica or whatever else the universe takes you. So <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you, everyone listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. What did you like the most about this episode? Take a moment to think about what change you can make in your life today. Share your conscious action on social media using hashtag conscious action and tagging at conscious action and said so we can celebrate your impact on the world and create a ripple effect. One easy action we would love for you to take right now is to share, like and subscribe to this podcast. This will help us get these messages out into the world and inspire more people to take conscious action in their own lives contributing to the better world we hope for.